I need y'all to understand something really important. Understand that truth about that question in your soul. Look up, don't look down, then watch the answers unfold. Life is your birthright. They hid that in the fine print. Take the pen and rewrite it. Step out your estimate. Step in your essence and know that you're excellent. Rise. The spirit is teaching. No, I'm not just preaching. I'm taking my own advice. Welcome to another episode of The Sussex Set. I'm V and this is episode 20. Now the point is, we are part of something way bigger. Bigger than you, bigger than me. Bigger than the picture they framed us to see. But now we see it. These hoes are bigots, oh. But we've been new. Let's get to the charity spotlight for this week. This one is more of an update. SmartWorks. You might remember, if you've been a listener from the beginning, I have already spotlighted SmartWorks as one of Megan's patronages. Well, we have a massive update this week. You will learn more about it in the coming months, coming weeks, I'm sure. But here's what we know about SmartWorks. SmartWorks provides high-quality clothes and interview training to unemployed women in need. They give these women confidence, self-belief, and practical tools required to succeed at an interview so that they can continue on the road to transforming their lives. In short, they help women seeking their help to regain confidence to re-enter the workforce, both through providing clothes for their interviews and through providing interview training. Well, here's the update we all found out, or most of us, some of you guys, this will be news to you guys, but the update that we found out about through this week's Vogue rollout. Megan, we've learned, has partnered with Marks and Spencer, John Lewis and Partners, Jigsaw, and her friend, Misha Nanu, to launch a capsule collection of workwear that will benefit SmartWorks and their efforts. What Megan said was, quote, we noticed that while the donations were plentiful, there were also notably a combination of mismatched items that didn't necessarily suit the job at hand to make a woman feel confident and inspired as she walked into her job interview. End quote. That tells me that Megan's influence brought in a lot of donations just by her showing up publicly that one time, even though she's been many, many times. But that one time, that means her impact was felt. But yeah, definitely make your needs known. Thanks for the donations. And I'm sure those that SmartWorks can't use were passed on to other entities that will be happy to receive those donations. But they are trying to help women get back into the workforce and first impressions are lasting impressions. And so um, to me, that just deepens my respect for SmartWorks and for Megan for trying to clearly define what they need so that they can better help people that come to them. And one of the best ways to do that is to start a collection. So the collection launches later this year 
and it will sell on a one for one basis. Megan has said for each item purchased by a customer, one is donated to charity. Not only does this allow us to be a part of each other's story, it reminds us that we are in it together. Yes, queen, that's big boss level right there. That's really putting your best foot forward. Forget never putting a foot wrong, girl. Put your best foot forward. She's do <laughs> like she continues to amaze me and girl ain't even put her foot on the accelerator. But let's talk about how Megan doesn't just use her platform to look pretty. She's not just a hanger, a human hanger for elite designers. She has repeatedly shown that she sees fashion as just another opportunity to make an impact, make lives beyond hers better. It's not just about looking great. It's about doing good. And when everything she wears sells out, she takes that as an opportunity to help entire companies survive and thrive. Whole companies, girl. Companies. Not just somebody who got a little brand. We're talking about companies. Now, as one of the world's most fashionable women, she's saying, don't just look at what I wear. Look at why I wear it. That's power. That's power. That's influence. That's self-awareness. It's actual empathy in practice because she doesn't have to do it, girl. To take it a little bit further, she's opened the door to you and me to take part in that story. In other words, going beyond just donating and ultimately helping to support the people at SmartWorks as they support women trying to get back into the workplace. That is a true force for change. That's a real force for change right before our eyes. So remember this rollout for Megan, I'll say Megan's, although she's in collaboration with so many other people, but I'm not going to go through that list again, but Megan's capsule collection, because at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, her capsule collection rollout happens this fall alongside the Africa tour, as well as the official rollout of the Sussex Royal Foundation. And it sits just on maternity leave, like I said, like, you know, she's just on maternity leave, girl. So if this is what maternity leave looks like, the fall finna be lit. It's like, I hope I can keep up. I'm gonna put it that way because it's going to be a lot. I hope y'all are paying attention. I hope new voices are emerging. Um, new platforms are emerging because the more she excels and I'm going to get into this, but the more she excels and she doesn't really know how to do anything else, the more hate's going to come toward her, the more lines are going to be made up about her. And I know I'm still talking about smart works, okay? But the fall is coming. Smart works, girl, keep doing your thing. We're so proud of you. It was amazing just to learn what you did, the ways that you've helped women. But to now know that I can do it from anywhere in the world just by purchasing something that I was going to purchase anyway, I'm here for that. So I hope each and every one of you, man, I've never spent so much money for somebody I didn't know. Uh, it's not, it's, at the end of the day, it's not for Megan, but like between the, the cookbook and the, the Vogue magazine multiples and now this. I know it's going for something good because even with the Vogue, you know that that 
that's going to get the message out there for all of the things that she is doing. And that has ripple effects of its own. But I mean, if you can spend a thousand dollars just because you saw Megan wearing a Hugo Boss skirt or dress or Jason Wu dress, girl, you can spend $40 on a shirt. So a lot of people are going to do that anyway. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this collection turns out. Megan's imprint is evident on everything she does. And she's really great at picking the right types of people for the different ventures that she takes part in to collaborate with. So please look forward to that. Again, that rollout is in the fall. Congratulations, SmartWorks, on this additional publicity because the work you do is so important. And as Megan says, when women feel empowered, that in turn goes right back into the community because women are right at the heart of it everywhere on the planet. Women are right at the center. So when you empower women, you empower everybody else. Well done. To the goings on British Vogue, sis, this is the first British Vogue I've ever bought. I used to buy Vogue a lot. Living in New York, you know, you just kind of want to be ahead of the game. That's one thing about living in a city like London, like New York, like Paris. You see fashion trends before before they get into Vogue. Vogue is just your confirmation, girl. But this Vogue feels so different. And so it's Thursday, but I hope you've had the chance to get your funds ready, girl. On Friday, if you haven't purchased the digital copy yet, please go out and purchase this British Vogue, The Forces for Change issue. So this will basically be like a non-review review because I don't want to go into the details of the magazine. Not on this podcast, maybe on the next one. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. It's a lot of people that don't really do the whole digital thing. By the way, this is the first digital magazine I've ever bought, but I just couldn't wait to see it. I, I bought this one on Tuesday, which has been available since Tuesday, but please do go out and buy that. In short, it is phenomenal. Okay. If you're on Twitter, you have been seeing some screenshots. You've been seeing some photos. You've been seeing some interview snippets. Let's talk about how different it is in message and in tone, in visual tone. Even from the start of it, when we first heard about Megan possibly doing an editor venture for the British Vogue for the September issue. And I remember posting that and a lot of people were like, is this confirmed? Why are you posting this and you don't even know? Where did you hear that? I hear that. And here we are. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Way back then, when we first heard about it, we saw how impactful she was looking to be with this issue of Vogue. And girl, she knocked it out of the park. Home run, just like Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was out here last week hitting three home runs in three at-bats. Well, Megan, girl, this your second at-bat. This your second home run. Yes, queen. So the cover is 15 of the world's foremost female change makers and trailblazers and you on the actual cover you are there there's a little and I've never seen this done before there's a little section one sixteenth of the cover is dedicated to anybody who looks into that mirror and you can see yourself among the change makers that Megan has chosen to highlight in this issue 
I like that it's actually not a group portrait. A lot of times you will see that. You'll see everybody just together on the cover. They'll do it a lot of times for the Oscars or for the Emmys. In this case, they're right there individually, though, because they all have their own lanes. They all have their own perspectives. They all have their own voices. And I thought the separateness of the pictures, yet the togetherness of the entire cover Plus you, because you have your own lane, you have your own voice, you have your own gifts and talents to bring to the collective table. I thought it was brilliant. I just think it's a great editorial decision. It's one of those things that just comes out and you see it on the newsstands. But then to really sit and think about the decisions that go into not just the cover, but the entire magazine. I really, really appreciate that. Each woman is also pictured and profiled on the inside of the magazine. And I love that Megan is barely pictured in the magazine. At first, we heard that it would be a photo spread at Frogmore Cottage. I guess that was just a rumor. But I was going with it, girl, because I I was excited. (laughs) But in hindsight, and you look at it, that doesn't need to be a photo spread or a photo shoot in Frogmore Cottage. Because ultimately, it was never about her. It was all about her, but it wasn't about her at the same time. And her impact is felt throughout the magazine, cover to cover. Like you can really sense her decision making throughout it. Without going into the detail of the piece, one of the standout pieces for this issue was the pioneer spirit. That was a conversation between Prince Harry and Dr. Jane Goodall. If you even just look at the photos Their chemistry is detailed by how warm they are with each other. Like we already knew, but it's just another layer that we get to see. And reading the conversation, we also get to see that they're connected through their interests and ideas around conservation around the world. And one of the most adorable pictures is where Dr. Jane has her arm around Harry's arm as he's holding the umbrella. They have a very sweet relationship. So definitely let me know what you guys think about Pioneer Spirit. And if you haven't read these other pieces, which I'm going to name outside of the Sussex pieces, please do make sure you read the one called How Fashion Got Friendly. I think that one is a microcosm for how the outsider becomes the critical player within the whole industry, within the whole family. (laughs) It doesn't talk about the royal family, but it is a parallel And again, editorial decisions. That's a great piece. And then also there is one called Backstage Pass, which is a short piece dealing with how the whole shoot of the women on the cover, how that came together. And so it gives you a behind the scenes look at how it all went down. Check that out. Like I said, I will do a true review next week or in the coming days. I might just put it on YouTube. This is really just my opportunity to tell Megan, well done. And to tell Mr. Infill, well done. The impact of two brown people speaking to the entire world in such a powerful way. Like you don't get more influential than that. You don't get more impactful than that. That is major. And Harry, boy, you looked up. I probably say this every episode, every other episode. (laughs) Yes, you might be a prince, son, but.
but you lucked up. So from America, I just want to say you welcome to the royal family. Y'all welcome. Even if y'all don't see what you got right up under your nose, y'all welcome. British Vogue comes out August 2nd. That's Friday. For most of y'all hearing this, that's tomorrow. Buy multiple copies if you can. Buy the print copy. Buy the digital copy. Buy multiple copies of the print if you can. Give it as a gift. That's a nice surprise. And trust me when I tell you, hopefully, I mean, because some of y'all hustle game, I don't know. Maybe it's really just on point. But if for anything, just buy it as a collector's item because it will be a collector's item. Let me tell you a little story. I bought the Beyonce Vogue. I only just bought the one copy, but I believe I paid I don't know. I want to say like $9 for it. Yeah, I believe I definitely paid more than $10, but I got it from Amazon. And they sent it to me on the day that the magazine became available in print on newsstands, you know. If you look at that Vogue price and how it's selling on Amazon and or eBay, it's like $50, $60. So if for Nothing other than you just making something that will appreciate in value, girl. Buy multiple copies. Now, I'm not encouraging you to resell it. If you want to, you can because you bought it. But buy multiples, <laughs> okay? It's just a good decision. I don't really know how, how else to stress it. But buy the digital copy too, just to have it in your phone or your iPad for reference. Don't get caught slipping, okay? Buy multiples. Now to the rubbish heap. A read. If you can hear the sound of my voice, I have to ask you a question. Have you noticed that when Megan does anything, the press, and this time not just the tabloid press, but the entire British press, has something slick to say. And on every level, from the passive-aggressive Becky freelance writers to those sitting at anchor desks every morning, they all got something nasty to contribute to the conversation. And they end up creating a whole new conversation. So, the Vogue magazine details begin to drop this week, both on Sussex Royal and on Vogue's website or British Vogue's website. I think the press members get an advanced copy also. So the details were just going to start coming out. Either way, we have evidence that it's not just going to be another issue, but it's going to be a groundbreaking issue. It's going to be one that has impacts far and wide for a long time to come. Cue the Caucasian tears. So many white tears. So many people complaining. And yeah, I said that because all of the people with platforms that are complaining about this black woman's excellence were white. White people with platforms. I'm not saying all white people were complaining because a lot of y'all were right there calling other people on their bullshit. And there's a lot of black people who don't speak up. So I'm not really trying to make this a race thing. But it is a race thing, though, isn't it? For example, one of the Beckys was complaining about Megan only picking five white faces for the cover 
and none of them being male, pale, or stale. First of all, sis, what a dumb point. Literally no cover subjects of Vogue magazine is male. None, at least not in recent history. And secondly, sis, British Vogue, U.S. Vogue, Vanity Fair, Marie Claire, Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Glamour, InStyle have had their fair share of pale. Be grateful you got the five. Which brings me to my next point. You're looking for white people on the cover. But guess what? It's not about y'all. It ain't about you. A lot of y'all still have not gotten used to the fact that everything ain't about you. Megan's life ain't about you. Megan's work isn't about you. And the nerve of this stale and pale woman, her words, to try to make this about white faces. You people are aching so badly to see yourself reflected in Megan and in Megan's choices, whether it's editorial or personal, to the point that you disregard her actual excellent work in order to criticize her. Why? Because you can't see yourself in her. And why is that? Because you can't get past that blackness. You can recognize the excellence, but you can't get past the blackness. But it still equates to black excellence. It all goes back to black. And I know some of y'all will disagree. Well, this is where you want to stop listening. Now, to the Beckys like Camilla Gorilla, to Emily to all the other ogres that were posted on Twitter this week. I don't know how y'all have the patience, (laughs) but I saw everybody's pictures. People, I didn't even know who they were, but they all got similar appearances and that's fine. But to these people, you know, you will always have a criticism because it's not about the non-white faces on the cover of the magazine. Because had Megan picked 15 white women, you'd still have something to spill your white tears about. Her blackness exudes from her not in a forceful way but it's there and like I said you can't get over it it seems lately that as it pertains to your royals black excellence or excellence in general it's offensive but white mediocrity it's all the rage it's in vogue pun intended bitches can go on vacation and spend a small fortune every week And y'all ain't going to have nothing to say about it. But don't let the Duchess, you know, the Duchess, wear a designer dress to the Smart Works headquarters on one of the many visits that you didn't even know about. Cue the phony outrage. Cue it up. Because it's not really about the dress or the cost of the dress, is it? It's about her being pictured in a dress with her blackness and her excellence and her excellence on a scale that you'll never get to experience. Not in your wildest dreams. And she's there being a do-gooder. A do-gooder that everybody loves more and more by the day with a big-ass pregnant belly looking beautiful and unbothered as hell in that designer dress. That's your issue. Those other criticisms, they're false. And they're bullshit reasons for which to criticize Megan. Now, I know that not every individual who dislikes Megan or criticizes Megan is a racist. That's not what I'm saying. Do not misunderstand me. But the effort against Megan and her work is rooted in racism. And all these talking heads are right down there in the mud with the bigots. 
And if you lay with dogs, bitch, you're going to get fleas. Simple as that. And as a person who has lived in the deep south and who has lived in the northeast for a considerable amount of time and has been to many, many places in this world, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to call someone a racist slur in order to be racist. And you certainly don't need to do that in order to be biased. Racism and bias come in obscene forms, yes. But for the most part, they come in mild forms, mild little jabs that when isolated, they go unnoticed. But you people know what you're doing. You drink from the same cup of bullshit as your fellow bitter Beckys. And you stand shoulder to shoulder with them as you all try to tear this woman to pieces. And each time you failed, you come out swinging harder. The trend is, the more success she has, the nastier you have to be, right? Because her excellence annoys you. No, it enrages you. Just by excelling, she continues to peel back the layers to your bigotry. Exposing you people, you people, for what you are at your core. Newsflash, the world is watching too. So here she is, this American woman. She came to your country. She married your prince. She has her hands all over your vogue. And she's walking away with damn near all the influence and impact, not just within your royal family, but now within your medium, the media. Because Megan owns print media this week. Not only can you do absolutely nothing about it, you can hardly report on it without veins popping out of your forehead. Because again, her excellence enrages you and it enrages all the right people because they identify themselves very quickly. Also, when Harry talked about implicit biases, which we all have, by the way, boy, did the racism jump out. I mean, it popped out. Now, this might be hard for some of y'all to hear, but me, V, I learned as a child never to trust a white person who could not talk about racism or race in general. You're not trustworthy. And chances are you're going to be the loudest in trying to shut that conversation down. And since in our world, biases line up along lines of race, and especially since Harry's family is mixed race and he has a whole black mother-in-law, he's not thinking twice about speaking freely about it. The crazy thing is he didn't say anything that was pointed or preachy. He pointed out a fact that anyone with a brain should agree with. Racism is learned. Biases are learned. And there's a difference in having biases and being an outright bigot. Harry didn't call y'all bigots, but boy, did you call yourself a bigot in response. When I heard what Harry said, he may as well have said the sky is blue today. But a true bigot, here's what Harry said. And he feels attacked. She feels attacked. So, like, your cover is blown. And what did they do? They got defensive. And as far as I'm concerned, they identified themselves. Not that I needed any help pointing them out, but they confirmed it. Well, congratulations, you played yourself. Because the louder you scream, I'm not racist, while avoiding the conversation altogether, the more you actually sound like one. Now, Megan is uppity, was it? You aren't even trying to hide it now. Yet, when someone calls you on it, 
and you know who I'm talking about, you go to Twitter and you start cussing them out by professionalism because you're still supposed to be a professional, but you're cussing people out because they held a mirror up to your face. Ooh, the defensiveness of it all. For some of you who don't know, uppity is a very racist term over here in America. Uppity is a term, was a term, but often still is a term used to describe black people who wanted a better quality of life for themselves and their children. Black people who knew how to read, who knew how to write and were educated were called uppity Negroes. Really not Negroes. Go ahead and put in the word that you already know was said. But I'm going to say Negroes. Black people who spoke standard English and dressed well were called uppity Negroes. Black people who owned homes or moved to better neighborhoods so their kids could have safer places to play were called uppity Negroes. Black people who traveled around the world and around the country and knew more than their little towns were called uppity Negroes. And see, anyone who was anti-black hates uppity Negroes. And they don't even realize that they're spilling their bigotry out. But we hear it. But they don't acknowledge their own hate, which they know is there. It's like a reaction. You touch a stove that's hot, you're going to jump back. You don't even think about it. So it's like your bigotry or your anti-blackness. If you know what's there, you don't even think about it. You don't even know that what you said is fucked up until somebody tells you that it's fucked up and shows you how it's fucked up. And some of y'all won't even acknowledge it then. But why does anti-blackness hate uppity Negroes? Because they rise above their station, the station that white people have designated for them. Obama and Michelle, they rose above their station. I can't tell you how many times I didn't heard somebody call Obama an uppity N-word, Michelle an uppity N-word, because Senator Obama is okay. But President Obama is a problem for half of the country. And like Jay-Z said, it's time to remind me I'm black again, huh? That's all we're seeing this week. Calling Megan uppity is your way of reminding her that she's black. And I know she's biracial. I know some of y'all listeners need to hear that. But see, Megan's critics aren't really giving much credence to her white side, are they? Have you noticed? So this week she's uppity, but last week... Figuratively speaking, she was straight out of Compton. All you critics know is she's too dark to be royal. And we know you'll never say that, but it's what you're feeling in your chest. Therefore, you'll never have it in you to respect her. You'd rather respect those who do nothing, or worse, who do real harm to others. To the critics, you're cheap. You're phony. You're the imposter here. And your brain must be a terrible place to live when the only thing you can see is Megan. She's the belle of the ball. She's Ariel. Okay? And if she's Ariel, you're the poor, unfortunate souls. You're not even powerful enough to be Ursula, girl. And she's Cinderella in your worst nightmares. Because sis always gets the prince. And we know y'all will never forgive Harry for choosing his spouse. But guess what? Harry might have lost you, but he gained the whole world. And little did you know, Megan already had it because she never acknowledged the limits you wish she had. 
as much as you tricks want to try on Megan's glass slippers, remember that cubic zirconia can never be a diamond, and most of y'all ain't even that. So find your ass a seat and sit down while we move onward and upward. I know y'all probably tired of me saying this, but remember, the print magazine, the print version of British Vogue, Forces for Change, that issue drops this Friday, August 2nd. By the time some of y'all hear this, it will already be out. So get your hiney to your nearest bookseller and please purchase multiple copies. Um, I will have an official take on the entire project. I do have the digital copy, like I said, but I'm waiting on the print copy. I just want it in my hands and I want you to be able to enjoy it without my influence or without me spoiling anything um, for you. So Megan's birthday is also coming up this Sunday. I want to take a moment to wish Megan an early happy birthday from the podcast uh, and from me personally. She has been on this earth for 38 of God's years. Megan, you've done more in your 38 years than most will do in their lives. And you've done more than 100% of your haters are ever going to do. And you're only just getting started. Please continue to do life your way. Forward is the only place you're headed. And this time last year, we know you were making Archie. Now you're making big waves. (laughs) And you're making people big mad. Continue to be the phenomenal woman you are and continue to rise like air girl continue to proudly stand on your mother's shoulders and know that you were royalty before anyone knew you because in the words of Dr. Maya Angelou your crown is bought and paid for and so is mine and so is yours listener So on Sunday, let us all wish Duchess Megan a happy 38th birthday. I hope she is surrounded in love. That's all I have for today. For more Sussex Set, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I will link those. And if you like this episode, please share it with someone you know. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Please leave a rating or review. We are at 83 on the road to 100 ratings. Thank y'all. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.